Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week. On the podcast, Jennifer Bartlett. Hello, everyone. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan Daly. Coming at you with the footnotey goodness. All the goodness. All the goodness. Mm. Uh, first off, though, we're going to talk about uh, some exciting up-and-coming events at Mission Ridge. Namely, one up-and-coming event. We moving. <laughs> moving on up. Moving it's on up earlier on in the up. day. It's yeah. Uh, kind of an ongoing event, but yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> making a move. Ongoing. Consistently. <laughs> Again. <laughs> We are wandering through the desert known as Missoula. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so uh, we have, uh, we've been a mobile church. Oh, you went the wrong direction. There we go. <laughs> so much better. Oh, we just said, we were adjusting the volume and uh, I asked for one direction and he <laughs> interpreted as the opposite. He asked for one direction and I gave him Korean pop. K-pop. I don't know why I'm singing everything today. Sure. But <laughs> All right. It's a I'm musical, gonna, folks. I'm going to see myself out. That's what we're moving to. No. No. Yikes. Mission Ridge the musical. Let's make that a thing. I'm good. All right. I'm all right so right. okay. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Ridge Church has been a, a mobile church almost from day one, or since day one. I mean, we there was a, a period where we held services at our offices, but there's always been a part of town that we thought we should reach that uh, we had hoped to target, and, uh, and really it's part of town that just doesn't have a lot of church representation, which is the northwest end of town, out yep. towards the airport on Expressway. And so we are making a move to uh, Canyon Creek Village, out that community, and uh, we'll be hosting services starting in February at... Uh, near that community, not like in... Yeah, near area. that community, um, but uh, hosting services at Stone Creek... Lodge. I I, I I so badly want to call it Cold Stone. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, Stone, Stone there's Hinge, been a lot Cold of Creek. Stone Cold Creek. Stone Cold Creek. Cold Cold Stone Creek. Yeah, uh-huh. cold. Yeah. Mm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Creek Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Creek Awesome. <laughs> More like it. All right, there we go. That's the nickname. That'll, <laughs> we're not going to use that as a nickname because that'll confuse everyone. No, yeah, so Stone Creek. Stone Creek Lodge. We're, we're moving services to Stone Creek Lodge, and uh, we'll be moving services back to Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Woot, woot. Looking forward to that, and uh, we're going to look for some creative ways to engage with the community out that direction in town, and which is, I mean, we're 
we're podcasting from that part of town. You, you I, can't. I live here. You can't mm-hmm. tell that. It's a podcast. But it is audio only. <laughs> it doesn't have a geolocation. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're we're podcasting from Logan's office, which is in his house, which is in that neighborhood, yeah. which is in Missoula, which is in Montana. Which is in America. United States, please. <laughs> America. <laughs> I just I skipped that. We're just in North America. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Welcome right. to another episode of Footnotes. We are so distracted. <laughs> we, we're very distractible. I'm gonna I'm just gonna point out my favorite part about moving back to the morning service. Mm. The Afternoon. most important part of this is that it now facilitates the ever-so-holy afternoon siesta, the post-church crash. Beautiful. You get done. You get done with church. Beautiful. You've done all the setup, all the church, all the teardown. You eat a little food, maybe. That just sits in your stomach. You sit down in the, the recliner or on the couch. You throw something on the TV. It doesn't matter what it is. Throw on an audio book. Make sure you bookmark that, though, because you're going to fall asleep. You're going to be out like a light. Boom. Gone. Fantastic. On this podcast, we use I statements. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm declaring this for everybody. Name it, claim it. Like, I, this has been my experience. I am going to do this. But y'all, if you do this, you will experience it also. It's beautiful. I think I've had maybe two naps on Sundays in my entire oh, adult life. You missing were out, missing bro. out, man. No, I just don't need them. I go to the gym. That's just... After church, I go to the gym. That's psychosis that we just don't need to delve into today, but <laughs> we'll pray. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pray that out of you. Don't worry. <sighs> that's mm, That afternoon, that post-church nap, mm, that's good stuff. <clears throat> Don't get any better than that. Mm-mm. All right, all right, all right. So I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward to getting up in the mornings on Sundays. That that part of morning service, not good. But the part of morning service that involves an afternoon nap. Oh, man. That's like cherished. Fantastic. All right. So that's the move. Anything else? Jen, you look like you want to add something. I was going to ask. Add a snarky comment, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Oh. Filters. Self-restraint. That's a, that's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I think it's self-control, but yeah. I'm going to call it self-restraint. Do like a... I'm sure Eugene Peterson would probably translate it as such. Yeah. It's possible. He's but a Montanan. Yeah. Is fine. he really? Yeah, he lived up on Flathead. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, no. Oh. There's a great interview of him and Bono talking about the Psalms. Yes. With uh, the Flathead Lake sitting in the background. Nice. I don't know if he was always a Montanan, but he lived here. Yeah. Fascinating. There you go. So, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about some footnotey goodness. So we, uh, we did the parable of the Good Samaritan. Good Sam. I'm going to say good old good Sam, but that, that seems like too many goods. 
I digress. <laughs> uh, so I, it was funny when you were preaching this. I was I, I was on top of the game this Sunday. I started the footnotes thread. I yes. saw that. Like, and I was actively. I had it pulled up. I was ready to write things at a moment's notice. Just like rearing and rearing. Okay, minute Rob mentioned something. This footnote, like I'm, I'm gonna be on this, right? And and how that turned out? There just wasn't that many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there wasn't that many. So it was like, and then I got bored, and then I got distracted. <laughs> I was also running the soundboard, but you know, but I got bored, and so then my phone was just. I got tired of holding it, but I did write down two things. All right. I wrote down that we were talking about the word mercy. Yes. We're going to break that down a little bit. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. But then I also wrote down, what is a denarii? Because you were talking about, and the guy the guy leaves, as we know in the parable, the guy leaves two denarii and says, if, there's, if this doesn't cover it, I'll pay it when I come back. Mm-hmm. And the question that popped into Logan's mind, and I kind of vaguely remembered this, but I was like, well, we should talk about this yeah what yeah. is what is a denarii and then 30 seconds after i wrote that down you said so that's not chump change mm-hmm. and i thought oh he's gonna answer the question but then you didn't completely i didn't i didn't you just you gave a little extra it's not chump change it's not chump change so in I was ready to add it to footnotes. What is a denarii? And you had already like boom beat me to it. Look at that's just synergy. So a denarii is is a is a day wage. Okay. And so if you picture the average family in Missoula making forty thousand a year or you know whatever, sure. Uh, that's a hundred bucks, hundred and ten bucks. Okay. So he left two hundred dollars, but then he. Uh, contractually ob- obligated himself by saying, and I'll pay whatever else when I return. Could have been a lot. Uh, he, I mean, he left an open credit card. Yeah. That's possibly the more impressive part. Right. I guess he could have he could have skipped out on it. Just never gone back through there. Yeah. And but that doesn't really seem like this guy. No, it doesn't doesn't seem like him at all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a, and it, I think in comparison, like, uh, well, I just I think about how much things have changed since the 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 cell phone. I used to mm. be, you see someone on the side of the road with their lights flashing, you you automatically pulled over. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, sure. But uh, but now. The assumption is no that, that that person's got a cell phone. They've already called, right? And the tow truck is already on its way. Yep, which is probably not a great assumption. No, especially if they don't have reception. But that's hard. That's well. I mean, you 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 hopefully at least look at your screen to make sure. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you might not. I don't know if I would. They might also be on a different receiver, like different carrier. But this Impossible. is how far removed yeah. we are from from this story. Everybody, oh yeah, they they got themselves covered. So yeah. so today the assumption is they're covered because we all have cell phones. Doesn't matter if you're out in sure. the middle of Timbuktu. Um, Twenty years ago, yeah, I'm gonna pull over, 
and then I might drive you to the nearest gas station or I might just figure out who you want me to call when I get to the nearest gas station. And then, uh-huh. you, and then you got this story where the guy, you know, dresses his wounds, pours oil on him. Goes to the gas station, fills up the gas can for him, brings the gas can back, starts the vehicle, and helps him drive back into town. Yeah. Full service. Full service. Mm-hmm. Full it's service. like valet roadside service. So yeah, dinner. I mean, it's not a, it's not a lot, but it, I mean, it's more than I've thrown down for. Sure, somebody yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah, that's a that's a, I mean, it's two days what two days wage. Yeah. yeah, I dig it. All right, well, let's talk about the word mercy. I can only imagine what that means. Oh, mercy me. I just thought I'd finish a joke for her. That was so good, I know. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> All of creation's laughing at that one. <laughs> yes, they are. All right, so the, the Greek word here is, is Elios. Elios. And uh, the primary meaning of the word uh, is mercy, but also comp- pity or compassion. Translated, you know, throughout the, the scriptures. It, mercy, pity, compassion. Okay, okay. So in its usage in the New Testament, it either is speaking of of the mercy that we received from God or in the New Testament is that we're admonished to show that same kind of act towards other people. Mm. So 100% of the time, I find that super fascinating. Like It's kind of like, hey, you should show mercy. Mm-hmm. You have received mercy. You should... Show mercy, like, and, and there's not once where it's recorded where someone other than this guy in this story, where someone actually showed mercy, and someone's like, "Hey, did you see that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. But the uh, the the fascinating thing is is the word that it's connected to in the Old Testament, which is hexed, which is oftentimes uh, translated. Loving kindness, sometimes mercy, uh, sometimes goodness, but loving kindness seems to be the most common. Like kindness that is loving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, in Hosea six six, what can you see? Oh, snap. What? What can you see in Hosea? Well done. So, Hosea 6 6, the Lord says, For mercy I desire and not sacrifice and knowledge of God. 
more than burnt offerings. Mm. And this, um, Jesus, Jesus quotes this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he reminds the Pharisees over and over and over again that God desires this hexed, okay. this compassion, this, this loving kindness. And it's a loving kindness between people that, that God is looking for more than sacrifice. And it's not that God's not looking for sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in terms of uh, when I if when I do help people and, I, and and we do that on occasion uh, we will do that especially within the church uh, if a family within our care group has an issue or a concern or one of our kids says hey my friend blah 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 you know we help them out um, I, I never considered that part of my tithe mm. I tithe and then I help people out because I believe that that uh, sacrifice is part of something that God calls me to sure. as mm-hmm. a follower of Christ but then mercy helping people seeing people uh, and and helping address the challenges that they face and and sometimes I've you know I've done that at the community level where we invite multiple families into that process sometimes it's just something that we took care of but mm-hmm. So this is uh, the word that Jesus says about that Samaritan, like you know who he says to the to the theologian, the lawyer. You know which which of these was a neighbor, and that theologian said the one who showed mercy, mm. which again ties back to this hex said. Mm-hmm word in the Old Testament. Hmm. I seen it sometimes translated uh, um, covenantial love too. Okay. And it's it's like this... Yeah. Uh, this that makes sense. It's this love that's committed, that's, that, you know, I've, I have a covenant with you. I've, like, yeah. we, we are mm-hmm. connected. We are tied together. There's, we have a bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. The first time the word is used, by the way, is in Genesis, and it's uh, Lot is the one who says it, and he says it to the angels who are leading him out of the town. Oh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Fascinating. Huh. So that's the kind of mercy, the kind of mercy that saves you from destruction. Huh. Interesting. Saves you from disaster. And that's the kind of mercy that you're supposed to show to other people. Yep. Is that <clears throat> what I wonder is from which perspective? It, it the what I, what I'm thinking here is that if the loving kindness that I show might not feel so like it might it might not feel as big to 
to me mm-hmm. as it might feel to the person. Right. Right. Because uh, so hearing it, it's the loving, you know, it's it's rescuing them from a disaster. Right. What is disaster? In in my eyes, disaster might be. It probably depends if I'm biased towards my own disasters, right? So, so say that again. So, in my disaster is going to look different. No, the original statement. I don't remember what it was that you're building off of. The so I I I don't remember what I said there, word for word. Um, the but the idea of the kindness that I'm showing. I might not feel like it's a disaster. The situation might not... I, I might not feel like I'm rescuing somebody from disaster. But from their perspective, the kindness that I'm showing is rescuing them from disaster. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the question that that brings into my mind is I can't how I, I have to be very careful in judging. So it it can't be that I'm only showing loving kindness in disastrous situations. Yeah. Or at least I, I would have to be careful in that because my judgment of a situation is going to be, it, it would be easy for that to be biased or for me not to accurately evaluate or not understand the impact that that would have. Right. I was wondering if Hassett is less of a situational um, thing and more of a characteristic. Like, I'm a person who lives loving kindness out. I'm a person who lives mercy out. So it's not necessarily like, oh, that person's broken down on the side of the road. I'm going to show them Hassett. It's, oh, that person I'm doing, I don't it breaks down there, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just how, like, it's a natural response to live in Hesed because it's what you're called to do. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I kind of want to go back to Logan's cause I'm kind of stuck there. And it's fine that you couldn't remember word for word cause I couldn't remember any of it. So, <laughs> 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 but, so let's let's use Lot, let's use Lot sure. as our as our archetype, okay? Because that's where it starts. Yep. First time it's used. Um, Lot didn't understand the disaster he was facing. Uh huh. Until he was shown loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And I did. So I wanted to kind of clarify, you know, like I was, we were talking about the fact that our love should lo- look like God's love. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and that could sound like, well, we, so we're just all loving, you know, we're just, we're going to accept each other. You know, like that's not, um, God's love is defined by God. God, God defines it. Sure. And oftentimes, love gives you what you need and not necessarily what you're asking for. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Yeah, in that case, it's almost flipped from what I was saying. Yeah, and I think I think you're right that there are times because of our perspectives that there are times where I just don't fully comprehend how much of an impact this is on a person. Sure. You know, like I think I'm giving you know, you know, a, a five, you know, a two star gift, and they're like, no, that's a that's a t- ten star gift. You know, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I think there's a reality to that, but I think there's also reality that we should be wise in in how we help people and not do for people what they could do for themselves. Mm. Um, we should always work towards helping people be their own hero. And so, uh, you know, and like that's the difference between me buying your kids presents or helping you create something that you could give to your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's, that's a big difference. Like if I buy your kids presents, I kind of steal the show. Right. I steal sure. your thunder. If I give you the ability to give your children gifts that they would never be able to have, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I enabled you, yep. you know, and uh, and that takes more time, and more energy, and more creativity, more thought. But so we we need to be uh, wise in how we help people. I think in terms of um, helping people come out of a life of addiction, or, or I'll, I'll just use my kids in the homework. I wasn't going to put more energy into my kids doing their homework than they were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my grade. It wasn't my education. I would incentivize. <laughs> uh, sure. I would champion. I would. Um, I would even um, provide reasons that they were going to want to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't put more energy. And I've and I saw some parents that did, like uh-huh. like kid put in. 20% of the energy and, and, and helicopter parent put in 80%. Like that's just. Sure. So um, I think different situations are different. Sometimes we don't know the impact. I think that's true. But I, I think the other, the other is true that we need to be wise and, and really, and really as a community, if we come together to help rescue, like provide the rescue, um, then hopefully there's more wisdom involved and, and it's really helpful. A great book out there called When Helping Hurts hmm. kind of helps define the conversation for me and it really talks about like benevolence programs and, and, and in what situations are you actually causing more problems than, than helping Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. When helping hurts, do you remember who that is by? No, I could Google it. All right. Well, that's that's a thing. Trying, I've seen that book. I'm trying to like envision Brian Ficker and Steve Corbett. Nope, I there would not have guessed that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, move on to our last item of a note here. Talking about the Samaritan. 
he's kind of a big thing in the story. Yeah, we talked a little bit about just on the history, 900 years of conflict, uh, I, and that number just baffles me. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, it's generations. Yeah. Generations on generations. I mean, that's three times longer than we've been a nation. Sure. And, uh, and I think in terms of all of our, all the people that we've ever had as, uh, been in some kind of conflict with, we've, we've made up with almost all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, made up and then made enemies again sometimes. Yeah, I just <laughs> circle back. Um, Going on round two. But here's a here's a perspective. So we so we talked about the 900 years that they are uh, that they're cousins. Uh, that the Samaritans they they walked away from God. They they um, they took the worship of God and. And and really changed it, and yeah, it became a a bastardized version, if you will. That's really a good a good way to describe it. It's it's and is an yeah. offshoot that's just been kind of corrupted. Mm-hmm. And they did that because it, the king that started that he didn't want the people of the northern tribes to go back to the to Judah to uh-huh. worship God because he was afraid that they would reconnect with the king there. So, um. But they added all kinds of things, you know, idol worship and... Yep, all of that got worked in. Yeah. All the things that the Jews were not supposed to do, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I found this on Marty's website, and I found this uh, kind of uh, humorous because it's not something that I would have suspected... Uh, I, I think it's a perspective on this conversation about Jesus adding the Samaritan, making the Samaritan the hero of the story. But there were two major rabbis just prior to Jesus uh, by about 50 years, okay. uh, yep. Shammai and Hillel. Yep. And when Shammai is asked the question, who is my neighbor? He will have responded, your fellow Jew. And if he was asked, do I have to love the Roman? He would say, no, you do not. They are our enemy. Okay. So that was Shammai. And Jesus didn't agree with Shammai very often. It was like once. It was a rarity. Yeah. Okay. When Hillel was asked, who's my neighbor? The answer again was, your fellow Jew. When asked, do I have to love the Roman? Yes, they are your neighbor as well. Okay. And that goes with the Leviticus 19.34, where you're, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a, I think uh, Hillel would, would look to Leviticus 19.34. It's kind of a strange way to look at it because they were, it was the stranger, right? You're supposed to, the sojourner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't just sojourning, they conquered you, but still Hillel would say, nope, that's your neighbor as well. Okay. Uh, But when asked, do I have to love a Samaritan? His response would be, of course not. Nobody should love a Samaritan. Context. The Romans 
were awful. Yes. They were awful. They were the worst. They would kill the Jews. They would crucify them. Hugely oppressive. But because of their religious differences. The Samaritans so, 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 are worse than the Romans. So they would say this, the Romans were acting out of ignorance. Yeah. Or the Samaritans, they rejected the that's one almost. true God. And and that's worse. Yeah. Yep. It's almost... Uh, that reminds me of growing up in Mormon Mormon land. Mm. They They have a... So if you're in the Mormon church, if you're outside of the Mormon church, if you if you just don't get it, you they're you they're fine with you, right? You're the you're the outsider. You're I don't know, a possible convert. So they're mm-hmm. they're fine with that. But then uh <laughs> but if you join the Mormon church and then you leave, yeah. you Ooh. become excommunicated, you become exiled, and a lot of times they'll have nothing to do with you. Your your own family won't speak to you anymore. That reminds me, it's kind of the, the, a similar sentiment yep. to uh, if you lo- if you leave Judaism to become a Christian, to be a Christ follower, to become messianic. Oh mm-hmm. sure, yeah, that sa- same. similar. Yep, same. Yeah. So that, that yeah that because it it is yeah that is a. And it's understandable how they get there, I think, because it's a, well, yeah, you just don't understand fully. That's easier to condone than, wait, you rejected what I believe? Right. Right. Yep. One of them is, you just don't understand me. The other one is saying, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if the whole Ezra, Nehemiah, remember when we... Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about that a couple and, times. And there's the, uh, and they, uh, there's the whole scene where they, with Zerubbabel, they want to come help rebuild the temple, right? Yep. Yeah, early. It's early in Ezra, the book of Ezra. Mm-hmm. But you also had the the families that married, intermarried, and sure. then they said, "Well, send them away. Send send away the the wife and the child." Yeah, right. get rid of them. What? And, and and isn't it Hosea who that provides commentary on that? I don't remember. But um, so the prophets provide Isaiah. You know, they they provide commentary on that. Um, and yet. Malachi. Ah. Malachi 216. Uh Malachi is providing commentary on that. And, and yet the people of God, the Pharisees, still bought into this idea that nope, that was that was God ordained. God said this was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should do this. Yeah. Fascinating. And then Jesus upends the whole thing with a freaking parable. Just like, yeah, no, Samaritan. What? It's the worst. They're the worst. 
Good old Jesus. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Well, any other closing thoughts? No tunes come to mind? No. There you go. The only tune that's coming to mind is this footnote outro. So we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.